Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are here for a reason. I trust you are listening to this podcast, to this very episode for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that is insightful and impactful on your personal journey with food. So right now it's October and the holidays are right around the corner. Depending on where you live, what your religious beliefs are, your cultural practices and traditions, the holidays that may be coming will be different. But no matter what holidays you celebrate, this is often a time of year that is challenging for many people. This time of year, for me, it brings up a lot of memories around my own binging. My very first binge was my freshman year in in college, and it was October. I binged on a care package that was sent to me. It was full of fun-sized Halloween candy bars, and it was sent to me by a local church that I had attended one time. And I actually remember being very angry at them for sending me this care package. That one time that I attended this church, I felt very ostracized because I thought that I didn't belong. Everyone else who was there knew all of these stories in the Bible, and I had no idea what they were talking about. It was not a good experience, and I really didn't feel like they cared for me at all. And then, out of the blue, I received this care package from them with some words attached about that they were thinking about me or wishing me well or something like that. And I remember feeling angry and bitter. Although, to be fair, I could not have named those emotions at the time. But it was probably the first time that I ate at somebody. Now, I'm guessing you know what this is like, eating at someone. It's when we take out our anger or frustration with someone through food. It kind of sounds like this. It's like, I'll show you, and you eat to prove a point. Often you end up eating really crunchy foods. And of course, the other person has no clue what you're doing. They don't feel a thing. And you just end up turning your anger and frustration inwards towards yourself. We've, most of us have done that. This was probably my first experience of it. But I have this vivid memory of sitting on the cold, hard floor of my dorm room. And I had in front of me the open cardboard box. And I was surrounded with empty candy bar wrappers all around me, wondering what I had done. 
So that's my very first binge, October, on Halloween candy. But I have also experienced countless binges on the special seasonal items and treats that come out each year. All things pumpkin around Thanksgiving and all things chocolate and peppermint around Christmas. Now, the holidays can be challenging for a lot of reasons, not only the seasonal treats. So here's just a few reasons that some people struggle over the holidays. So just listen to this list and see which items might resonate with you. And there might even be something I don't list that comes to your mind about what you find particularly stressful or challenging about the holiday season. So some of the things that I came up with, additional demands on your schedule, maybe it's events that you might always not always choose for yourself, but sometimes feel obligated to attend. So maybe that is a party or any sort of kind of special holiday or year-end event. There are lots of parties, gatherings, celebrations, etc. Maybe it's increased time spent with your family. Maybe your close family, extended family. More specialty food items around at the store, in the office, at these various events that you're going to. Maybe it's exams or projects if you're in school or you have kids in school. Or maybe it's a focus on achieving certain milestones by the end of the year if you have a, if you have a business with a 1231 year end. Maybe it's grief or loss when we're no longer able to spend the holidays with loved ones in ways that we were able to previously. And this can be for a variety of reasons. It could be death. It could be just a change in circumstances, a change in relationship status, really any unexpected or unwanted change. If you celebrate a tradition where you purchase gifts for others, Maybe it's the stress of finding the perfect gift or finding the time to shop and make the selections of what gifts to buy or packaging and wrapping the items. Or maybe it's the money involved. Holidays can involve spending a lot more money than usual. Maybe whether it's gifts, whether it's the parties, whether it's outfits, whatever it is. And if cash flow is tight, this can add extra stress. What about the decorations? the time and the money involved to decorate for one or maybe all of the holidays that you celebrate. So what comes up for you when you think about the holidays? What comes up for you immediately? When you think about it, what part feels tight in your body? So if we think about the holidays, there might be things you really enjoy and things you love about the holidays. And then there are these other things, these things that's like, oh, like, yeah, I don't love that part. Maybe that part's stressful. What part of that, what comes up for you? What feels tight in your body when you think about it? Now, here's what's important. It's important to know none of these things that I just listed actually cause the stress or the anxiety or the tightness we feel in our bodies. The food, the time with our family, the extra parties, the change in our relationships, or who is around to celebrate, these things don't actually create our experience. Although a lot of times it feels like that is the case, we actually create our experience with our minds. Now, this is such great news because this means 
we can create a new and different experience of the holidays if we want to. Now, please don't hear me say that all you have to do is change what you're thinking and everything will be rainbows and daisies, because that is not how it works. There are absolutely some areas where we can't just change our minds, particularly if we have trauma or implicit memories that are stored in our subconscious and impact the way that we react and the way that we respond sometimes. But I do believe that when we are able to be aware of our thinking, our power to completely change our experience is far greater than most people allow themselves to believe. So what do we want to do with this information? I invite you to use the power of your brain to create a new experience for yourself this holiday season. So we do that by starting with awareness. We've already identified the things that we think are creating our stress about the holidays. Next, what we want to do is decide ahead of time and on purpose the experience that we want to create for ourselves this holiday season. We want to set an intention. Now, this doesn't mean it's going to be rainbows and daisies, and we will not experience any sort of stress or nervous system activation if we set an intention of what we want it to be like. But here's what it does. It gives our brains a picture of what we want to create. It's like setting the GPS in your car. We're telling it where we want it to go. Here's the other amazing thing. The brain doesn't know the difference between a visualization and reality. So we want to start to visualize what we want to create for ourselves. In the last episode, I talked about creating an intention for yourself around big trips. So you can have an intention for before you go, during your trip, and after. And I invite you to do the same for the holidays. Create an intention for how you want to feel and how you want to show up this holiday season. So for me, it's connected, intentional, and present. You might notice in almost all of my intentions, connected is pretty much the first word. I always want to be connected, connected to myself, connected to my body, connected to what's happening for me, connected to other people. I believe if we can live in the most connected way possible, so much opens up for us. So much that awareness, the awareness I'm always talking about happens through connection. Okay, so first you set your intention. Next, I invite you to make a list of all of the things you think you need to do between now and the end of whatever holiday season you're looking at. You could make it all the way through the end of the year or some other time period of your choosing. So write it all down. The things you love about the holidays and the things you hate. What are the specific holiday-related items that you think you need to do? Write it all down. Then you want to go through your list with a few different colored, either pins or highlighters, doesn't matter. Just pick a few different colors and go through your list and start by identifying the things that you love to do, the things that light you up. Pick one color 
of your pen or your highlighter, whatever you're using, pick one color and go through your list and identify all of the things that you feel really strongly that you want to do. Now go through your list and identify what you don't want to do. It's a very strong no. Either you don't like it, you find it stressful, you think you have to, or whatever. But if you truly got to choose, you would not do that. Anything that when you read it, you feel like a bit of tightness or constriction in your body somewhere, identify what those items are. They're your strong no's. So basically, we've identified now our strong yeses and our very strong no's. You may have some things left on your list. What will be left on your list are your items that are like, meh. It's not a strong yes. It's not a strong no. Kind of, I could take it or leave it. Now, go back through your list. Now that we've we've kind of quantified each item on your list as a strong yes, a strong no, or a meh. Go back to your list of the things you don't want to do, your strong no's. For each one, each one of these things on your list, here are some very powerful questions you can ask yourself. Ask yourself, can I drop this? If not, why? It's always important to know why we make the decisions that we make. Remember, any decision is fine. There are no right or wrong reasons here, but it's so important to know why you make the decisions you make and to like your decisions. So if you think you can't drop this item, then we ask yourself why. Why can't I drop it? And do I like my reasons for not taking this off my list? More questions you can ask. Am I doing this because I'm afraid of hurting someone else's feelings. I'm afraid of how they might respond. Maybe it's not even their feelings I'm afraid of. Maybe I'm afraid of how I will feel if I think I'm disappointing somebody else. Another question you can ask, am I hurting myself in the process of doing something I simply don't want to do? So often we think we don't want to hurt somebody else, but we end up hurting ourselves because we are doing things we don't want to do. The next question is along these same lines. What are the consequences to me when I repeatedly do things I don't want to do? Just know what are the consequences. Am I hurting myself? I'm trying I might be trying to protect this other person. But do I really realize what the impact is on me? A lot of times we don't. We don't realize. We might not even realize we actually have a choice in the matter. So asking yourself these questions brings new awareness, new um, consciousness. If you haven't really thought before, if you've just been going and acting as if this is just what you have to do, it's what's expected of you. Next question. Do I have the bandwidth? to do all of these things. Go back and look at your entire list. Do I have the bandwidth? You can also ask, what is the worst possible scenario if I don't do this thing? What's the best possible scenario? Sometimes we think, oh, I could never not do that, but we don't really even allow ourselves to think through what would be so bad. So let give yourself, give your brain the chance to really think it through. 
what would be so terrible if I don't do it? And if we allow ourselves and allow our brain to go to the negative, we need to go to the other side too. We don't need to, but it's very helpful to also say, okay, if that's the worst possible scenario, what's the best possible scenario? The best possible scenario might be everybody actually likes it better if I don't do the thing. So consider there might even be other possibilities in between the worst possible and the best possible. How many other options are in between the worst possible scenario and the best possible scenario that I might not have even considered yet? So this process will allow you to bring intention and awareness to your choices. So often we just do things over and over because it's the way we've always done it and or it's what people expect of us, but we don't really slow down to ask, what do I want to do? So take the time and be willing to examine your choices. Get curious about what you enjoy and what you simply don't enjoy. Allow yourself to adapt, to adjust, and to experiment until you find a solution, you find something that feels really nurturing for you. Now, I want you to know you can absolutely make decisions for yourself and not have them come across as mean or hateful to anyone else. When you make a decision out of love for yourself and love for the others in your life, you can often come to an arrangement where everyone's needs are addressed rather than one person sacrificing their needs for the others in their lives. Now, here's a side note for you. It is often those people that are sacrificing their own needs that end up eating to drown out their dissatisfaction or to cover up the fact that they do have needs that aren't being met. We often end up using food to try to meet needs that food was never meant to satisfy. Now for me, this has changed over time, but a specific example that I'll share is around Thanksgiving. Overall, I love cooking a holiday meal, especially with my family. But Thanksgiving is different for us. We're usually in Arizona with my in-laws, playing golf and riding bikes and enjoying the sunshine. And we've discovered we simply don't want to take the time and the energy and the effort to make a big meal. So we go out to eat. We've tried different places over the years, but when we made the decision to go out rather than cooking, it was a relief for all of us. However, my father-in-law really liked having leftover pie around during that week. He didn't want to just have one piece of pie during the meal and not be able to get the leftovers. He was fine not having any other Thanksgiving dinner leftovers, but he wanted pie. So what he does now is he goes to Costco and he gets pies. We eat them during the week. But the Thanksgiving meal itself is eaten out at a restaurant. And it works great for us. And for Christmas, I want to cook. I want to do a big meal. And I, and I take the time and I do that. So it's like figuring out for each thing, each holiday, each situation. It may change based on the people that you're with. And that's totally normal and totally fine. There are no right or wrong answers here. It's about checking in with yourself 
and with what feels supportive to what you want to do. For your overall availability, your desires, and what you will enjoy. So what about food? Do you allow yourself to eat all the special treats? Or do you not allow anything at all and try to just be disciplined and use willpower and stay as in control as possible? Again, there is no right or wrong answer here, but I will share my own experience. When I didn't allow myself to eat certain foods, I found I was much more likely to end up binging on it in secret, returning to the break room to eat the extra goodies when nobody was looking, and simply eating foods that I didn't even care for because I had the opportunity and I didn't know when I was going to get to eat it again. So giving myself permission to eat anything with the intention of doing it in a very intentional and connected way has helped me to discern what I like and what I don't like. It actually turns out I'm not as big of a fan of all things pumpkin as I thought I was. And it's also helped me to gain all of my power back over food. Now, it doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't happen without moments of eating more than you might prefer. But the journey to get to the place where you can walk through a store filled with all of the seasonal items and know the few standouts that are truly worth it to enjoy, to be able to enjoy them and be done. It's so worth it. The peace I feel now when going to the grocery store or the seasonal section of the store, it's beyond anything I ever thought was possible for myself. So it starts with awareness. And then you set an intention for what you want for yourself and you increase the awareness. You hold the vision no matter what happens with the belief that anything is possible. All right, so let's recap. You become aware of what you're thinking about the holidays that is creating stress. You set an intention for how you want to be this holiday season, not just how you want to feel but how you want to show up in the world. Make a list of everything you think you need to do. Figure out what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Ask yourself powerful questions about what you don't want to do. Bring your intention in to your food decisions. All right, I've designed this podcast to be very powerful and impactful if all you do is listen to this episode and implement the steps I just reviewed with you. But I also know that you might be like me, where you listen to a podcast and you think, that was great, and then you go on with your day. I'm often listening to podcasts while I'm doing other things around the house, or running errands or multitasking. I hear great information, but if you ask me tomorrow what I got out of that podcast I listened to yesterday, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you, though I could tell you if I liked it or not. Now, if you really want to create a different experience for yourself this holiday season, and you happen to be listening to this episode when it first airs in October of 2023, I invite you to join me for my next virtual event. It's called Binge Free Holidays, Find Peace and Joy Beyond the Food. 
we are gonna take what I talked about in this podcast episode and go at least 10 times deeper. So at the event, at the end of this event, you will have a simple yet effective understanding of the brain and how it drives, how we show up. You will have a clear plan for how you will approach the holidays and you will have identified strategies for potential obstacles you might face when you do something different this year. You will learn how to reconnect with the childlike wonder that you may have experienced around the holidays. But perhaps the most transformational part of this event is going to be where I walk you through an experiment where you will eat your holiday binge food in a completely new way. This event is an opportunity to truly integrate the concepts in real time and to apply them to your journey. So if you want to experience the holidays in a brand new way, this is for you. And you can sign up today at janepilger.com forward slash holidays. So that's what I have for you today. I'll see you next week with my race recap from the Hawaii Ironman. Thank you for listening. If the upcoming holiday season fills you with anxiety about food, I want you to know that there's hope for a binge-free and joyful holiday experience. Join me on October 23rd for a transformative two-day virtual event that goes beyond the ordinary. It's not just another class. It's an interactive journey where you'll connect with your brain and your body in real time. During this event, we'll dive deep into how to change your behaviors. And on day two, something extraordinary awaits. Bring your holiday binge food and together we'll embark on an exercise that could change everything for you. Don't miss this opportunity to rediscover joy and peace beyond food during the holidays. Sign up today at janepilger.com forward slash holidays. And don't delay, spots are limited. You deserve the support and empowerment to make this holiday season different. Let's create a binge-free holiday together.